Coming to you live from the Morningstar Mission Sponsored Studios, this is Carl and Crew Mornings on 90.1 FM Moody Radio. Um, I want to take you on a trip, Allie, here, virtual tour, uh, to Alaska to get ready to compete in the Iditarod Trail Race. What do you say, guys? Ooh, yes. Let's get her going. Sign out. Oh, yeah, you're going to compete. Go. Oh. Yeah, Allie's in here pointing well. at herself going, me? <laughs> me? Is- Allie's going dog mushing in Alaska. You're going to jump on the runners and you're going to go. Now, there's some planning that we need to do. Okay. So I want you to work with me, Allie. What do you think you need to load into your sled to go to Nome, Alaska? And then I'll fill in the blanks because we want to do some planning. Okay. What do I need to load into my sled? Um, Food for the dogs. Boom. She's doing good, good guys. Okay. Good. Okay. All right. We got that loaded up because yes. we're all standing here at the start line. Yeah, right okay. now. I'm packing okay. it for her. I'm packing uh, it. Things okay. to keep me uh, safe in the elements when I need to catch a little bit of sleep. So like tarp. Okay. A tarp. Okay. You put it down. Tarp in it. Yes. Okay. We're going to go that. Yeah. Um, stakes for the ground. Stakes for the like, ground. Like metal pikes. Metal pipes. Not needed. Okay. We'll leave those out. We'll Throw leave, them okay. out. Yeah, no no sled. Extra blankets. <laughs> I don't know. Extra blankets is probably going to get a little bit heavy. Okay. Uh, but now, because I. Food for I've, me. Food for uh, me. There we go. Food for you. Okay. Oh, go. man. See, she's not done yet, people. Okay. She is now not I, done now yet. Now I'm done. No, you're doing good. You got any more? <laughs> um, no. Okay. Here's the deal, guys. When we are planning, we can take this great little proverb right here and Drive it home. Without counsel, plans fail, but with many advisors, they succeed. As we're heading into Christmas, sometimes you don't know what you don't know, Hmm. right? Yeah. You don't know what you don't know. Absolutely. Allie does not know that one of the best things that you can take is a waterproof match container. You wouldn't know that. So you can start a fire. So you can start a fire. And waterproof because you're out in snow and ice. Or a waterproof nowadays lighter. But back in my day, we had waterproof match containers. That makes sense, yeah. Which are really cool. So they've got this rotating cap Mm -hmm. that you screw the whole cylinder out and then the the cap you flip out. But when you flip it back up, it's got a rubber bushing up in there. So when you screw it down and that rubber seals right around that end of that cylinder... And so you can dunk that thing in water all day long, and you'll still have dry matches. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. So, but okay. see, here's the deal. Allie couldn't know that right. because she's not had experience with that. There's a lot of us that are going into a Christmas season, and we need wise counselors around us. Hmm. It just makes sense, it, guys. Like for in just in general, or I need wise counsels, counselors to speak into this season. Things that we do not have experience with or we've had too many losses in when we should have had victories, ah, okay. that's where we need counselors, which is almost everything in life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No I'm kidding. being tongue-in-cheek. It's very true. But when it comes to those that have struggled with, and I mentioned this in the first hour, those that struggle with alcohol um, addictions in the past, mm. the Christmas season can be a real trip. Man, it can be a trip trigger yeah. kind of a thing. Yeah. And I've had friends and I've counseled friends. Hey, listen, kindly bow out. The best way to avoid getting drunk at a Christmas party is maybe just don't go. Yes. No, I'm not a party pooper. Mm-hmm. I'm a party animal. I love it. I think parties are great. 
But sometimes you got to be wise on this stuff. So if you want to get victory in the Christmas season, whether it's not being exhausted, therefore you've got to figure out, ooh, what parties am I going to? What am I not? Whether it's not being broke, where am I giving our gifts? Where are we not? It's amazing to me how, and when we were young, it would pile in on us. We'd get done with Christmas. We're like, oh, we spent a lot of money. Yeah. Uh, you know, sometimes planning can help us avert things that are heart, uh, hurtful to the soul. I mentioned this in the first hour. I'll say it again. Sometimes you have to plan, okay, I can handle three days with my mom, but I can't do six. Mm-hmm. So we're going to do three in the home, but if she insists on six, we got to circle six. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'm serious no, about that. No, that makes sense. Yeah. And you know what? Having these good conversations at the front end mm-hmm. are great, but you can't have those conversations if you don't do planning. Right. Yeah, you're right. That's a that's a conversation that you plan and prepare for in advance. You yes. don't wait till the third day of her visit and say, Mom, <laughs> Mom you're, you're out of here. It's time for you to go stay at a hotel because yes. I'm done. Ah, that's not the best way of handling it. A little preparation ahead of time avoids a major conflict Big and time. you being rude. Yes. Because yeah. yeah. get out of a situation. I mean, to you don't want to let the keg blow up when you could have managed the keg way earlier. Sure. And now you might be saying, oh, come on, because I know some I know one person listening right now who uh, has her mom living with her and the relationship is fantastic. So there's this continuum here, but there's a lot of people that can fully relate to relatives in general, because all of us have that crazy uncle that's like Carl. (laughs) (laughs) You're not wrong. Hey, oh, you were not. That's two days in a row. I've been back, and you're gonna you're gonna do this today too. I'm just huh? trying to help. I'm just, just trying to help. To help. Oh, you're, you're a good kid. <laughs> so I'm I'm telling you, there is a lot to be said for planning. Make a plan. If you if you oh by the way, so here's a good one. So sometimes when we get around family, we revert to our childhood. Yeah, and we act like knuckleheads. Yeah. Now, you're still in your childhood, Young Thunder. Yeah, but I am still a knucklehead. You're, you're, but you're young. And but I have do, you ever noticed it yet? Oh, 100%. So oh, is have. my wife. So is my wife. Yeah, <laughs> That's when, the best is when, a, when a spouse spots it. Yeah, when, when I've gone back for Christmas or something with all my brothers, uh, she'll see us all hanging out. And she goes, you're different around them than you are just in general. And I go, yeah, I know. It's, Very true. It's back to, back to how we all kind of used to live together. Well, what's different about you? Uh, I think that I am a little bit crazier. Uh, sometimes I'm a little bit more defensive. Because uh, <laughs> you go back into that little brother. Yeah, I I'm the youngest. I defend myself got, yeah. to my, Absolutely. my other bro- older brothers. Absolutely. That makes perfect sense. Yeah. <laughs> that family thing where you revert back is hilarious. <laughs> yeah. And then sometimes you have relationships that have been not the healthiest in the past. Yeah. And so you're doing awesome. And then a family trip and you got to spend time with people. And all of a sudden you find yourself slipping into patterns of communication and them having a certain power over you. And you go, what is happening? And you slip back into those patterns based on the people that you're around who you have a big history with. Love it. Coming up here, we're going to talk about all the things that we need to be planning for in our life, especially in Christmas season, that are going to help us spiritually. We're going to go through it. What are we planning for? Make a plan. 
We'll tackle that one coming up. Merry Christmas, everybody. Your shot of hope to make it through the day. It's Carl and Crew Mornings. 12 Days of Christmas marches on. We are at the halfway point. Make sure you are have your name in the hat for that online winner that is announced each day. One entry form is all you need. And I know oh, many, many dozens, hundreds of you have already done this. So if you've already done it, you're good. But if you've not, text the word Christmas to 312-274-9624. Just text the word Christmas. Be listening around 830 for your cue to call in. That's your second opportunity to win each day. Man, this is good. We're getting some responses here to the question. What do you need to plan for? coming up into this Christmas New Year season where you're going to get spiritual victory and you're going to not get derailed in any way. What's going to give you that victory? What do you, what do you need to plan for? This is really good. 3350, when to get rest. Mark that, check that box. Yes, that's get big. super important. You know, I'm a big guy that's committed to time blocking, not because I invented it, but because when I heard it, I thought, man, this is brilliant. David Allen's a life hacker who says, and by the way, this applies to not just rest, but a lot of these things that we're talking about. If there was ever a time to have a day planner out, it is during Christmas. I'm not joking you. Get a day planner in your hand. If you're not used to using one, it's a great time to start because when you can start marking and time blocking your half hours, it it's it makes it makes you not lose your mind. Yeah, absolutely. I'm telling you the truth on this one. And I think the same because as we're talking about, you know, rest, I think the same goes for when you're going to work over, you know, when you're going to need yeah. to do productive things over the break. Because for someone like me who is a little bit more prone to, hey, I'm going to rest all the time. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you're so honest. Good it's, thunder. it's good for me to plan and say, hey, these are the times that I'm going to get up and I'm going to do some work because work is still needed over my break. OK, let's talk about that one a little bit. Yeah. Why is work needed for you? What's the downside if you don't plan for that? Uh, that's a good question. Uh, well, the downside is that my house may look like a gigantic mess, especially after the holidays. Uh, it could be because I do have uh, some work here that needs to get done over the break while I'm in different states. And so if I am too focused on just getting my rest and having a ton of fun, then I'm not focused on the radio work that needs to be done. And and the the problems with that is that we may not be broadcasting. Boom. So I've got to set times out for that so I don't get lazy with it. Okay, I'm going to give you a few more because okay. you're young, Yeah. but you're going to get this one and you already know it. Yeah. But when a man gets slothful, it creates an intimacy divide with his bride. This is true, yeah. Yeah. And it then heaps condemnation on himself after the fact. Also very true. Because men were made to work. Yeah. And men were made to get out there and break a sweat. Yeah. Men that couch potato hurt their intimacy if they're married with their spouse, Mm -hmm. and they actually hurt their own self-worth. It's true. It's very true. Because your wife uh, is, I think, also has the desire to see you work because it is a sense of protection. It's a sense of caretaking. That's a great observation, dude. Yeah, absolutely. uh, You are absolutely right. And so when a spouse sees or a wife sees their husband not working, 
they it's easy to feel like, hey, I'm not being cared the for. The wheels are coming off here a the little bit. The wheels are coming off. Yeah. I'm not being protected. And you're right. You do feel guilty. You feel shameful when you're caught kind of being really lazy because it's like, I know that this isn't right. Yeah. I know what really I'm doing good. isn't right. It's a good discussion, man. Put that in the showcast because there's some dudes out there that need that, need that encouragement right yeah, now. There's absolutely. some men right now, and I'm talking to you guys. Don't, don't let Satan do that to you, man. Satan is so good. He can tempt you with that couch and remote like yeah. nobody's business. Absolutely. I mean, he can make that couch and remote look lovely. <laughs> yeah. But at, two weeks goes past, mm -hmm. and you look back, and you know what happens? Men often do this in secret and subconsciously. They begin believing what Satan is now telling them. Yeah. You're a loser. Man, my heart right now is just struck for men right now. Yeah. Men, come on. Let's have an awakening of getting our butts in gear over this Christmas season. Yeah. Seriously. And and no joke, it it's more than just, you know, making your wife feel appreciated because it will get up and do something that you don't usually do. And you'll see your wife get more excited than you've seen her in, in months. But <laughs> in months, that's great. Even Allie's laughing. Yeah, in here. that's fantastic. But at the same time, it is helpful for you. It, it is a good it's thing. It's an endorphin producer for you. For you. Yes. Don't let Satan trick you into thinking that sitting on the couch is going to be better than that. Yeah. And here's why. God designed us to work yeah. and sweat. Absolutely. That's why we have sweat glands. Yes. Unused sweat glands is an unholy thing. Absolutely. Yes, sirree. Man, I'm glad we went off on this one. Where are we at time-wise? Oh, we're way behind oh, We're again. a little behind. No. We'll catch up. Keep your, up. keep your ideas coming. What is it that we need to plan for in order to really get victory during the Christmas season? Plan for work? Plan for rest? What else you got? 312 274-9624. Send us a text message. Giving hope directly from the source. We're Carl and Crew Mornings. All right, guys, getting some good feedback here. This is turning into a better topic than I even imagined, and I thought it would be good. Mm -hmm. Because planning is critical. Make a plan. Uh, I put a post out. I didn't. Let's be very honest here. I have someone that manages my Facebook page. I put out most of my posts, but every now and then I have someone that puts something out that's kind of an excerpt from my book, and that's kind of in, in that area. Because when it comes to killing sin, one of the principles that I live by now in my life, you've got to make a plan. You can't just go, man, I wish I wouldn't sin anymore. you got to make a plan to kill it. <laughs> you, yeah. can't, you can't just sit back there and wish. Boy, I've got some Alaska euphemisms from the oil fields that are really clear, but I can't share them <laughs> on air. You can't sit back and wish. No. You got to make a plan, right, Allie? Yeah, and so lots of responses coming in from you. What is it? What are those things that we need to make a plan for ahead of time so that we make sure we get victory? This one came in 1509, plan for good conversation. 1475, a plan to deal with adult children. Yes. That's good. Yes. <laughs> Preparing my heart, says 7450, to be with family that where the relationships are difficult so I can make sure that to ask the Holy Spirit to guard my tongue. I This is tremendous. Someone texted in, as someone who struggles with food addiction, I really need to start planning for what meals I will allow myself to eat during the holidays, also planning the workouts after. This is good stuff. Yeah. This is powerful. 
And there's one thing that's come in time after time. We've This is probably the number one thing I'm seeing from you. What is that one thing that many of you are saying, this is the thing I most need to plan for so that I don't yep. fall off the wagon? Yep. What is that thing? I totally agree. I'll tell you what it is coming up. Got to go into work? Don't worry. Check out the Carl and Crew Showcast wherever you like to stream. You're listening to Carl and Crew Mornings. So here, oh goodness sakes, 40 minutes ago, we were loading up a sled, getting an alley all the way to Nome, Alaska on a dog team. (laughs) And this is a great metaphor and it illustrates things. I mean, let's take a journalism thing. So it's not totally fair because I've written a book, so I've learned a lot in the process. But if you want me to be prepared for good writing... Quiz me on what in the world I need. Let me let me uh, give you what I think I know. Um, I guess I need to not. I guess I need to know the art of not having run on sentences. Very true. Okay, and, you know. And I was helping. Uh, I was helping my daughter who's writing personal statements for high school, and so I was trying to coach her up in in how to write and how to communicate what she wants to communicate. So I started by asking her some questions to help draw out what is it that you're trying to say. So you yeah. don't want to just sit in front of a computer and, hi, my name is so-and-so. I said, that, that's not going to be a right. good personal statement. What's What are you trying to say? Let's think of some stories you'd like to tell. Okay, let's look at this sentence. What's What do you want to say here and where does this sentence need to stop? So coaching her up on some of the getting her voice. How do, What do you want to say and how do you want to say it? Guys, if you're doing a job application, if you are running a marathon, if you are driving to Athens, Georgia, you've got to have planning. Mm-hmm. I mean, think about this. We hauled a bunch of stuff down in a big old van for a wedding in Athens, Georgia. If you don't plan for that, this thing's not going to go well. Yeah. You don't just throw some things in last minute. And in the same way, spiritually, if we don't do planning, and I'm a big one on this, unseized time flows to our weaknesses. If you do not take control of your calendar, especially during Christmas, you're going to walk out of Christmas exhausted and ashamed. Because exhausted, because you're going to get beat up with all kinds of activities and ashamed because you're going to find yourself stepping your toe in compromise and things that you wish you wouldn't have done. Right. It happens all the time. And so the practical question is, what does planning look like? I mean, we can take some of these big bucket items that we've identified, uh, planning for rest, planning for how to handle food, family relationships, devotional time. What does planning look like in these different categories? Is it me sitting down and thinking about it? Is it more than that? Let's talk about that coming up. And we got a scripture to lean on to boot, guys. Merry Christmas, everybody. Your shot of hope to make it through the day. It's Carl and Crew Moorings. Saved on a plane. What a title and what a testimony. You want the whole enchilada? Come and get it. Text the word SNAP to our number here. And that'll get you hooked up with Allie's RSS feed on her blog that you're going to, excuse me, podcasts that you're going to really enjoy for snapshot testimony, and you can get the expanded version of that little snippet that we got right there, Saved on a Plane, a dynamic young lady interviewed. I love this story. <laughs> you're gonna be, you, don't ever, you never know what kind of conversation you're going to have on a flight. No. Some <laughs> of them are life-changing, to say the least. Text word SNAP to 312-274-9624. Just the word SNAP to 312-274-9624. 
Okay, Al, I've uh, got you on the hot seat here. Okay. We've identified some areas that we need planning in, but here's the question. How do you apply Proverbs 15, 22 to these areas? Here's the verse. Without counsel, plans fail, but with many advisors, they succeed. What do we do? You know, I think identifying what might trip you up this season, and I'll give you those categories, schedule, finances, food, devotional time, and then relationships. So let's say that devotional time tends to be a struggle for you, that during this Christmas season, in the past, things got so busy that you that started those habits, those disciplines for life started to fall off. I think where, where you can have speak is to tell somebody who you trust, whether it's a spouse or a mentor or a leader or a small group member, hey, this has been a struggle for me in the past and I'd love some accountability. Totally. And, and wise counsel is yep. that. Yep. And they'll often throw you a little mustard, some ideas about how to maybe tweak things to where you succeed. Right. So allowing other people to who know you and who love the Lord to speak into what might help and to also, hey, check in on me. Ask me what I'm reading. I invite you to do that. In, inviting other people to be a part of it so that it's not this isolated struggle. And then if you have a couple days where things aren't going well, reaching out and saying, man, I could use some prayer here. Totally. Allie, I got to tell you, sister, and I know you know this to be true. Boom crew, I need you to hear me. I have never known one person in my life, and I'm being absolutely definitive on this, who has been a victorious promise, not only promise-seeking, but promise-holding disciple of Jesus who traveled alone. Yeah. Never met one. Never met one. And, you know, sometimes that area of your life that needs planning, you need to get some breakthrough in because you've been shamed in the past yes. and whatever it is. Oftentimes, that thing, the most bold move you can make is to get some advisors around you. Without counsel, plans fail, but with many advisors, they succeed. Think about the things that have failed in your life. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to draw a string on something here. And I need you to hear me right now. Think about where you failed. And by the way, if you can't think about where you failed, call your spouse or a friend. They'll help you. <laughs> but think about where you failed. And then think about this. And I'm not doing this to beat you. I'm doing this to encourage you and give you some hope here. I guarantee you, you will see that you've been alone on this. Too many times. It's true. That's the problem. Man. I'm telling you, man, this going alone thing sucks. Yeah. It's it horrible. Does. It just stinks. I just said sucks on air, and I think you can. <laughs> you can. Okay, just checking. Coming up right after news, guys, have we got something for you. An opportunity, a unique opportunity during this Christmas season to really make an impact. Yeah, in a big way. Hang on. Boom Crew, celebrate what God is doing in you. This is Carl and Crew Mornings. We want to welcome a special guest this morning, Phil Kwiatkowski. He's the president of Pacific Garden Mission. It's the country's oldest continuously running gospel rescue mission. Uh, restoring the lives of homeless and hurting men, women, and children. You know, Phil, by the way, first off, good to have you with us, my man, and Merry Christmas to you. Well, Merry Christmas, and it is good to be with you also. Yeah, it's a joy. All right, this is tough because homeless and hurting people that are on the streets of Chicagoland, 
It's a double whammy. A lot of the reason that they're there is oftentimes they were raised in homes that didn't have so much support spiritually, but even basic things like the celebration of Christmas, those are lost on them. So they see the world celebrating and there must be pain there. But you come in with the gospel. You must see both pain and great joy and elation in this season, don't you, Phil? Oh, we, we see both. I mean, I would label this many times as a place of pain. And when you think of the number of women and children that we have here, and that's our fastest growing population. And I think of it as a kid spending you know, Christmas at home around the tree. They're at a homeless shelter. And one of our ladies told me this morning is they try to make the children realize they're not in the shelter for Christmas. They do everything they can for the kids to make them realize this is not a shelter one of the kids refers to the third floor as the penthouse. Oh. You know, he wants, you know, they, they change the terminology of it. They call it the penthouse. But there's just a lot of pain. There was a lady I spoke to. It was last year. She sat in the back. Oh, we didn't talk to anybody. And she said the holidays, finally, when she spoke, she said the holidays are so difficult. She said because my mother passed, and she was mad at God. She always would blame God why her mother passed. Yeah. But she said the holidays remind me of the things I used to have and I don't have anymore. <laughs> And it really just made her struggle. So any celebration we would have or any joy we would talk about was always through the prism of her pain. So you see a lot of those, those stories here, personal stories of pain. Uh, a lady in our drug program right now, two of her sons got killed. One of them was this year. Her mother just passed, and she said that really triggered her addiction. And now she's homeless. She's here in our drug program. But the thought of spending... Christmas in a homeless shelter with the memory of two sons that have been murdered. And she has to process all of those issues and all of those pains and all of those questions. So it is a joy to be here, but boy, it is a tough, tough situation. So how do you even begin to, as the president yeah. of this mission, how do you even begin to, to speak into those kind, that kind of pain? You know, everything, it's discipleship and personal relationship. As our staff comes alongside the folks and begin to pray with them, and, and really, it's not coming to them with all the answers. You have to listen to their pain. Yeah. And when you hear these stories, again, why did God take my mother? I can never answer that question. But it's being there for somebody, and it's loving them and showing them the love of Christ and proclaiming the gospel, that there is an answer through Jesus Christ. And same with the mothers and children. Many of them are frustrated. There they are on the streets in the cold, the dead of winter in Chicago with children, and now it's Christmas, and we try to make it as normal as we can, but we have a great staff that loves on them, prays with them, and tries to normalize it as much as they can. But it just starts with one-on-one -on -one discipleship. What's Christmas look like at Pacific Garden Mission? Christmas Day, what's it look like? You know, we have, we have a lot of activities. We have services, and a lot of folks donate a lot of toys. So we do have a Christmas store for the homeless folks, for the folks on our program Sweet. where they can pick gifts. They can send gifts to, uh, to their wives or, or, or husbands or children. Uh, the kids go through our Christmas store. So we do want to make it as normal and as joyful as we can. You know what? I want to put a banner ad right here for PGM. Some of you are listening right now going, man, I want to be a part of this ministry. We've got a link for you right now, Boom Crew. You can actually mm. just go to their website, pgm.org, PGM for Pacific Garden Mission, pgm.org. Yeah, any gifts would be so appreciated, Boom Crew. And think about it this, this year. Maybe what you need to do is wrap up a note and you say this is a family gift, here's an idea. Mm. 
and uh, have someone open it in the family. And what's on that card is uh, the gift and the sum of money that you gave that represents love that you're giving to people that do not have in this Christmas season. So go to pgm.org, pgm as in pacificgardenmission.org, and do what you can. More with Phil Kwiatkowski straight ahead. Helping you start your day off right. This is Carl and Crew Mornings. We've got Phil Kwiatkowski with us this morning, president of the Pacific Garden Mission, the country's oldest continuously operating gospel rescue mission right here in Chicago. Phil, what can we do to help in this season? A lot of people often wonder what can we do, and I know you get a lot of help around Thanksgiving and Christmas, but you, you're you okay with that, aren't you? Oh, no, we're, we love when people come down, because when people come down, they get to see what happens here. They get to see firsthand, so we love when people... And there's, there's really nothing else you could do outside of when people take the time and one-on-one talk with these women and children. We have a number of Venezuelans. We had the Venezuelan crisis a few months ago. I just saw this morning a number of them in our, in our hallways, and there are some churches getting together. They just need people to pray with them, talk with them, help them. Uh, I've heard stories of them crossing the river, walking from Venezuela. We had one lady that was raped in the jungle. She had to spend time in our dormitory here just to rethink her life and where she's going. But our staff loved on them, prayed with them, shared the gospel with them. And one of those that came with the Venezuelans now was helping with the mothers and children. She's going to Bible study. She's engaged. So there's the best way you can really help is, yes, by praying because it's a spiritual battle. But when people come down here to get the one-on-one touch and pray with somebody and love somebody, the people respond to that, that somebody cares for my pain. Phil Kwiatkowski from Pacific Garden Mission, our guest right now. Now, Phil, when people come and visit, you know, the the homeless situation in a city like Chicago is very complicated. Uh, what What is it important for people to understand that maybe they don't or assumptions that are made that are incorrect? What do you want people to get that they don't necessarily get until they see it? You know, when I look at the men and women outside and those that walk through our doors, I always think that that's somebody's mother, that's somebody's father, that's somebody's son. And how would I want my son to be treated if he felt, and whatever the issue is. There are people that are homeless because of unfortunate situations. Some are homeless because of addiction. Whatever the reason, that's somebody's child, and how would I want mine to be cared for? And it really changes your perspective. And so when they walk through our doors, we want to love on them with the love of Jesus. And, and real quick, one exciting thing is to see the people walk through our doors. There was a guy that came here for COVID. He was quarantined out of Cook County Jail, and he got saved here. And now he's taking a class at Moody's in the master's program. Oh, wow. And he goes back into jail. Monday, he taught in Cook County Jail. And yesterday morning, he was teaching our men's Bible study here. But, you know, we went through a lot with COVID. And I thought, why do we do this? And I look at Jason and I say, that's why we do it. To see him preaching the gospel here, involved in the Moody Bible Institute master's course, when he came here unsaved and was quarantined just because of COVID. That's why we exist. Praise God. How would someone who's listening right now come down on a Christmas morning just to spend some time having, having some fellowship? How would they even do that, Phil? Just, just give us a call. We'll hook, we'll hook you up with our volunteer department. And is just call us and tell us what you want to do. And a number of folks, they come down not just to serve a meal, because they want to pray with somebody, talk to people. And we put the call out for the Spanish-speaking population with the Venezuelans. We had over 100 Venezuelans here. And many of them are dealing with their personal struggles. 
And people came from some Hispanic churches to pray with them, to preach the gospel to them. And it meant a world of difference that somebody cares. I love that. And that's what they need to know. Somebody out there cares. If you want the phone number or where you can go to even leave a gift, we want to give it to you right now. Boom Crew, and I'm asking you, um, I, I really am, I'm asking you to really consider being sacrificial in this season and showing your gratitude for the coming of the Messiah in a really cool way. Go to pgm.org, pgm.org for Pacific Garden Mission. It's that simple. I don't know how they got this website, but they must have got it early. PGM. <laughs> pgm.org and Phil Kwiatkowski and his team would be so grateful for anything that you can do. And the phone number's there as well. Make a phone call to get hooked up as a volunteer to come down there. They will shepherd you through that and let you know how how that works. So pgm.org. Phil, give us one more story, one more story that encourages your heart on days when you get tired and weary uh, of doing the work that you do. You know, one of the one of the best stories is a fellow here by the name of Angel. He's from Puerto Rico. He came to Pacific Art Mission as a drug addict. He was a truck driver, made an absolute wreck of his life, and uh, surrendered to Christ here at Pacific Art Mission. Graduated our program, and now when COVID came, he moved into the the mission and he helped the folks with COVID. He was going to visiting the dorms, bringing the gospel, bringing food, and now with the Venezuelans, he's been the point person for the Venezuelans. They've been calling him all hours of the night, and he's also pastoring a church, Grace Bible Church in Berwyn. He's a student now at Moody in the undergrad department, and I look at all that he's doing, but he walked through these doors as a drug addict, and I look at him. He's a married man who's pastoring a church who was our point person during COVID. The two biggest crises is COVID and the Venezuelan migrants, and he's the guy that really God used to help in both those situations, but he walked through these doors like everybody else and homeless, and he was on drugs, and God did a marvelous, miraculous thing in his life, and that's what encourages me. When we get to glory, guys, and we stand in line up there at all, you won't find Angel behind you, because the last will be first. Angel's going to be up at the front of the line. Phil Kwiatkowski, thank you again. Boom Crew, go to pgm.org, pgm.org. Phil, God bless you, my man. Merry Christmas to you and yours. You also. Thanks for the both of you. God bless. Talking about Jesus and having fun while doing it. We're Carl and Crew Mornings. Well, it's the, how many days before Christmas are we, for real? Uh, what's today? The 8th. So how many days? Who's got math? 13? Going? 13 days Young to Christmas. Young sitting there thinking this through. <laughs> Those wheels were grinding. Hey, 13 days were. to Christmas. Oh, we hey, gotta, if we you're on Facebook 17. Live. Yeah, we got to do a pan around, Chris. Do we? Yeah, because they got cool decor in the other side there. Yeah. Look at them in there. Look at that. <laughs> hey. How's it going? Merry Christmas. That. We're on Facebook Live. My so hair is all gross because Carl's wearing my beanie. Just so you know. On. Carl's got the Christmas Facebook. beanie on. I, I was wearing this thing up here like this. <laughs> you were. Oh, no. It looked like a little elf hat. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a bad look, actually. I think we are ready. Are okay, we ready? Let's, go. Oh, let's introduce today's call-in winner, Darlene from Streamwood. Congratulations. Yes. Thank you. Okay, Darlene, <laughs> would you like a big box or a little box? Uh, a little box. Okay, Carl's oh. going under the tree right now. He's grabbing a little oh. box. And let us okay. see what's in it. Okay, it's beautifully wrapped. All right, here comes the bow. It's got a red and black kind of buffalo check print. Yeah. Buffalo ribbon. check? 
Yeah. Buffalo. That's what you call it. Huh. Is that what it's called? Yeah, Buffalo I check. guess so. We're Darlene, some... you know what I'm talking about, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm still in my pajamas. Buffalo Chuck pajamas. Thank you. Oh, cute. Thank you, Darlene. Darlene knows exactly what I'm talking about. You were talking about. to the right person today, Darlene. Great. She knows her Buffalo, buffalo check, check print. I had no clue this is called Buffalo Check. Yeah. You're from I, Alaska. You should know these I things. know Buffalo <laughs> Chips. I don't know Buffalo Chicks. <laughs> Buffalo chips don't look no, like that at no. all. Okay. Very true. Okay. That's okay. Another topic. Now we're forgetting, darling. We promise. <laughs> oh, we've got a buffalo chip for no, you in no, here. No. Okay. So, Darlene, you nice. have won the Run, Run Rudolph gift pack. This, this is the. Okay, guys, this is a great Okay. Yeah. Let me see the box. What's inside? Ah, uh, it is a show? Fitbit Charge 5 fitness tracker. Ooh. Look at this bad boy. Let's get Ooh. moving this Christmas and give Rudolph a run for his money. The Fitbit <laughs> Charge 5 is a powerfully advanced fitness and health oh. tracker with stress management tools, helpful apps, and more. Oh. Run Run Rudolph is the name of this little gift. That's the Fitbit Charge 5. Who's our online winner, Carl, who's also going to get this same gift? Oh. We've got Deborah oh. from St. Charles. Deborah yes. from St. Yes. Charles is getting this gift nice. along with Darlene Woo-hoo. from Streamwood. Love Congratulations it. to today's winner of 12 Days of Christmas. If you want to be eligible to win two ways, make sure you have that online entry form in. Just text the word Christmas to 312-274-9624. And then every day around 830, be listening for your cue to call in. Carl? You love Christmas time? I do. I, I truly do. This has been a joy. I mean, we're giving away. This is good. I know. I know. It's it a just, great gift. It's just, oh, I don't even want to say keep getting better because they're just so good every day. <laughs> they really are. Hey, this is Carl with Carl and Crew, and I'm so grateful that you listened to this show cast. Thank you mostly for being part of the Boom Crew. As we help you take your next step with Jesus, you're a huge encouragement to us. We'll be here again live every weekday morning from 5 to 9 a.m. Godspeed.